Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. While it seems from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us. So we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, yes. you should leave. What, no. Joe? What do you want this time? If you're watching on YouTube, you know why I'm messing with him right now. And if you're listening, <laughs> he's over there silently mocking me as I go through our... You say uh, the same thing every episode. I do episode. say the same thing. I'm setting the stage. We might have a brand new uh, <laughs> listener today that's like, what did I stumble upon? All the mixed what messages did, of our lives. What did, what did my friend recommend I listen to on this very topic? <laughs> and let's set the stage for them. Um, jerk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, speaking of which, though, you you mentioned I say this. Of jerks? We're really close to, we either just passed or we're right at one year of doing this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. I, did, I would have known that. That's yeah. awesome. We started, one of our first questions last year was, how do we navigate all the school questions? Oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? And so that was in August. Yeah, uh, there you yeah. go. So yeah, because we, we didn't know if schools were going to open or not. Right. Or, yeah, that's right. That's crazy. That's, that, boy, I tell you, doesn't time fly? It really does. When, when you... Uh, when you're over the hill and you're going downhill, you pick up speed. <laughs> <laughs> so life goes faster the longer you live it. Well, some of you might have heard this, but you know there's a reason for that. Why is that? It's because when you're like five years old, one year is 20% of your life. Oh, yeah, that's true. And so when you're 50, one year is one fiftieth of your. Oh, oh you I totally could. bailed on the math right yeah, there. I, did. <laughs> I was like, it's one. It's two percent. If, you, if of your you're life. if you're listening, send in the math equation yeah, to it's, us. Two percent. I, I just took yeah, that's second. true. I never really thought about yep. that. So yeah, it drags on. Like, oh and man. Thus lies the value of my participation on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, Jeff, let's go ahead and dig into this. Is a listener submitted question. I love this. It's a good question. Um, what he said is, where does our responsibility end? Um, excuse me, where does God's responsibility end and ours begin? Uh, so for instance, if God asks us to do something and we do it, it would appear that that was his will that we did that. But if we don't do what he asks, was that his will? Mm -hmm. Um, did he, did he want us to mess it up or does he just use someone else um, and if he does or did, what does that mean? Did he really need me anyways? Like, I'm like, wow, that's a deep question. This person's really thinking, but it got me thinking. And so I'm curious, where can we take this today and do help I out our listeners? Do I still have the option of being kicked out of the room? <laughs> Kyle, come on over. Uh, so <laughs> Kyle, if... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that that is a, uh, a very, very good question. And... Um, in some ways, it's an unknowable sure. question, an unknowable answer. So, and that, thank you for listening. We'll see you yeah, next week. Yeah, there you week. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the kind of question that you would sit around in seminary and debate sure. endlessly and never come to a resolution on. It, th so this is what I would say. Um, when we run into questions like this, and, and it is a great question, and thank you for submitting it, what you have to do is you have to turn to Scripture so there, there are times uh, in Scripture that God speaks very directly, right? And, and he would say, 
go do this thing, right? Uh, Thou shalt not murder, right? It's very clear check in the conversation. Uh, There's other times in scripture where God would uh, talk about the position of our heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So if you said, so what do I do? You love your neighbor. What do you mean? Take them food, mother grass. See, God isn't going to give that very, very specific instruction. He's going to position your heart. And basically in a situation like that, like it's almost, God isn't saying this, but it's almost like if you love somebody, you'll figure out what to do. Sure. Right. Yep. But your if your motive is correct, your actions are defined and they're probably helpful. There's other times in scripture where we have to obey the scripture because God isn't giving, isn't making the why question crystal clear, mm. right? So um, uh, why shouldn't, why can't I, or why shouldn't I? And God, in essence, would speak through the scripture and in essence say through his mystery or his silence, um, I'm not gonna answer that why question right now. Uh, what I need you to do is have faith in me. And uh, without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. So I'm, I'm asking you to put your faith in me um, and kind of do what I said. Uh, and maybe later in your life it will make sense, but I promise you in your, in your heavenly life, and your eternal life, it will absolutely make sense, but I just need you to trust me right now. Now, any anybody who is a parent understands that, right? So um, uh, why, why can't I go uh, play in the car by myself? Sure. Well, the, the, the number of answers are so bountiful. Everything from you could knock it out of gear and it could hurt you, to you could lock yourself in it and lock me out of it and you could get so hot that it could hurt you to the it's a $30,000 thing we don't just play in the car <laughs> like there's all of these answers but to a 4-year-old none of those register sure so in that moment you're looking at a child that you love and saying in essence I need you to just do what I told you to do yep right now maybe later like my i'm 50 now my dad makes more sense to me every day (laughs) right because i i am now at the age where i remember him being and the you sound like your dad i'm like now i know why my dad sounded the way that he sounded yep you know did you check your tires well i always thought you know Dad, you're so uptight. Dad, you're controlling. And then, and now that I'm 50, I'm like, uh, it keeps them safe and they're incredibly expensive. <laughs> so keeping them inflated, you don't buy them as much. It, you see, like I understand all the ramifications. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't until I matured into it. So I, I, there's a huge part of the Christian life. It's not naive. It's not unintellectual, but it is faith. Mm-hmm. And there are times and questions like this where we say, "What you know? What's God's will and what isn't God's will?" 
I'm like, that's a question I know that I can't answer fully, um, but I know what the Bible says, right? So the Bible says that God is sovereign and he's omniscient. So he knows everything and he's in control of everything. Why doesn't he keep people from getting hurt? I don't always know the answer to that. I'm just being honest. I could make one up and maybe make you feel a little dumb if I use big words, (laughs) Um, but I don't want to do that. I'm like, I don't actually know uh, why God didn't just stop things from happening. Um, Is God all powerful? Yes. Um, Why did he punish Achan's children for their father's sin? I don't have a really good answer for that. I know that he did. I also know he's all merciful. I know he's just. I know he's all knowing. I know his ways are higher than my ways. I'm going to have to trust his heart and mind because I don't have an answer to his actions. That that would satisfy me. Yep. Right. So when we talk about like what's our responsibility, what's God's responsibility, that kind of falls under that category, right? Um, My responsibility is to love Christ and that love will produce in me obedience. Um, So uh, if I don't, uh, if I don't care for the hungry child, will the hungry child be cared for? And I, I'm just being very honest with you guys as I'm saying this. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I'm supposed to. Yep. If I rebel or, or refuse to do what God has prompted me to do, will somebody else do that? I don't know. I, I have no way to know that. I know God loves that child. Yep. I know that every single book of the Bible either says or describes God's people being merciful and generous to the poor. Um, I know that God is generous to me and I'm impoverished spiritually. I've been impoverished financially and I cried out to God and God has met, I could tell you uh, some actually pretty amazing stories of how God has provided for Heidi and I, but I'm like, I. So I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what helps me to know that my heart is responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of Scripture in my life. If somebody refuses to do that, what happens to that kid? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I I trust the heart of God yep. with it. So sometimes sometimes I feel like we feel a pressure to explain God. God does not ask us to explain him. Yep. He asks us to have faith in him and to follow <clears throat> him. And I think maybe as Westerners or North American people, like we're, we're not used to that. We're used to having an answer and a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think especially for a modern generation of North American Westerners, if you don't tell us why, we're very apt not to give you any credibility. And it's, it's a part of our faith that's hard for us, right? Yep. Maybe a generation ago, um, it was hard to give up our money. Mm-hmm. A younger, a modern generation, that's not as hard for them. 
uh, maybe a generation before that, it was hard to uh, to go be a missionary somewhere. The modern generation, they're actually pretty curious about those things. Mm-hmm. But for the modern generation, if if some if something is heard that sounds like a version of "Do it because I said so," they're going to stiffen up and respond to that very quickly. But that is a part of our faith. Mm-hmm. I, it's um, wonderful that you're helping us realize that we actually can't fully know the answer to this question. I do, I, I, my mind is reeling on this idea of, I think sometimes those questions of um, why did the bad thing happen or the good thing not happen or whatever, sometimes we misunderstand um, our equality with God yeah. almost as if, because like the Bible, for instance, talks about how we are clay and he is the potter. But sometimes we ask these questions as if we're both potters and we're wondering why this other potter did it this way. And he's yeah. like, I'm in a t- very different category than you are right now. And the fact that we would even ask a question, um, a version of what we were saying is like, why do bad things happen to good people? God was like, you assuming that you're good. Okay, let's let's address this for a second. You yeah. know, and um, we we see ourselves probably more lofty than we ought. <laughs> I think Paul addresses that that we shouldn't do that. Yeah, there was a quote. I'm I'm not going to be able to quote it, but and I don't remember who said it. But this thought is not original to me. There there was a quote I read one time that was a a version of this that if you can uh, if you have a God that you can explain a God that agrees with you, supports you, and affirms you in everything that you do, then what you have done is you have created your own God. And that's hard for us as people. Um, I have said sometimes over the years, if you can plan it, calendar it, schedule it, and budget it, you don't need God to be involved in it. Sure. And, And faith, we... Christ followers, we are a people of faith. Faith is choosing to believe what I cannot and will never fully understand. Faith is not naivety, and it is not intellectual dishonesty. That that gets portrayed as faith once in a while. It's not spiritual cliches either, but it's me knowing full well that I cannot and will never get my head all the way around this, but I choose to accept it and to bring it into my life anyways. And that that is the foundation of our salvation. Our salvation is not, I'm on Jesus's team instead of Buddha's team and I go to heaven. That is not what it is. We are called to come and follow Christ. And that means that I'm following a person and the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that I do not fully understand. And my love for Christ is often reflected in my faith. Um, I wrote in one of my books, uh, Reset, Why Discipleship Isn't About Trying Harder, I wrote a story about my daughter who's a teenager now, but when she was little, little, we were at a lake and uh, um, she wanted to go down the slide into the water. Well, it scared her. You know, when you're a little, little, that slide's a million feet tall, you know. Uh-huh. And so I got her up on the slide and then I hopped in the water and, you know, the, the scene of like slide down, daddy will catch you. And watching her struggle with that, right? So she'd never done it before. 
She was higher than she'd ever been. She watched everybody else go underwater. And her father is saying, I'll catch you, sweetie, and I won't let anything happen to you, right? So she has nothing to weigh that against. So she chose to believe in what she could not and would not be able to understand. And then I felt, then she did it, I caught her. She came up laughing, smiling. I was laughing and cheering and she was uh, hugging my neck. I felt loved, she felt loved because she acted, acted on faith. And then what did she do? Right back up the Right back up and did it a thousand more times because it, it, it took all the fear off of it. That is a normal part of the Christian life. And I've, I, we've, I've said this before in sermons and things like that. That's actually a very normal part of every relationship. You cannot have a relationship without faith. Yep. So the, it's not weird. It's, it's a mystery. And uh, God is not a math problem or a science problem. He doesn't always have, sometimes he has these very defined answers and that's great. A lot of times he doesn't. And he's like, what do you want me to do? Love me and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, when you do that, it fulfill, all the law and all the commandments hang on that, those two commandments. And I'm like, love me and love my neighbor is not 10 point marching orders. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, and I think we have to rest in that a little bit. Yeah, I think <clears throat> some of us we, <laughs> um, I'm gonna nerd out here for a second, but like if you've been watching any of the Marvel Universe stuff lately, we almost think of God as like, well, he's got the the sacred timeline. He's got the one <laughs> unchangeable path that it all has yeah. to work together. And first of all, I don't think Marvel figured out God, um, <laughs> uh, even though I like it all. Um, and secondly, like it's a relational thing, not a formulaic thing. And I, I think that we have to rest in that and trust in that. And honestly, I'm grateful for it, that it's not just, well, goodness gracious, if you don't stay exactly on this path, you screwed everything up. Yeah. But instead, it's a father who's beckoning me closer to him. And I think a, be- I think a better way to... Um think of that uh, I like what you were saying there. I, I, don't, I don't mean a better way to say what you just said hey there's a reason it's with Jeff <laughs> yeah. Bogue and not with Joe Caruso no no, no. no. <laughs> I, I'm talking to our uh, our listener who wrote in here a better way to think of that is not if I don't do it I screwed up God's sacred timeline um, I don't think that's that's the way the will of God works mm. Um, I think a better way to say that is if when I don't obey God, I've robbed myself of what God wants to bless me with. Mm. So these are not obligations put on us from God. These are opportunities and invitations given to us by God. So good. And and, uh, that is really, really important. So if if I had a tickets to the Browns game and I was like hey Joe do you want to go and you're like I don't actually I just don't want to I'm not like my perfect will was blown up now the Browns are going to lose what what am I going to do I'm going to call and say Kyle who's recording all this Kyle you want to go and and you took the opportunity from yourself you didn't thwart what I was going to do sure Yep. You know, and I think I, th- 
when you look at scripture, there are definitely good works which we were prepared in advance to do. The scripture is crystal clear about that. Uh, God did preordain and predestine some, and the scripture goes on. God is sovereign. Uh, he did, he does preordain things. He does predestine is, is a word that a lot of people talk about. That is absolutely accurate. We were created for a purpose, good works, which he created us in advance for us to do, 100%. We also have a free will. Um, God's will is greater than than our limitations. His will is greater than our weakness, and the kingdom of God will advance. The church of Jesus Christ will be victorious. If God be for us, the church, no one can be against the church. Uh, that is the will of God. Mm-hmm. And my participation in that is an invitation from God. And in that are mysteries that every, in my humble opinion, everybody's speculating about. And we'll speculate about those mysteries and not look at things like, when you did this for the least of these, you did it unto me. And, and we'll, we'll get so caught in the mystery that we don't get captured with the clarity that is that is often in in scripture. I was thinking about that when we we're talking about this. I, um, uh, what came to my mind was Second Peter uh, one verse three. It's one of my favorite verses. It says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So God mm-hmm. does empower our Christian life. He does that. Uh, divinely or spiritually. So he's not empowering me to be a better version of me. He's empowering me to live out things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are byproducts or fruits of the spirit. Those things are given to us. Everyone who's a follower of Christ has at least one and sometimes multiple spiritual gifts. Those are given to us by God. And God often calls us or invites us into different areas of ministry based on those spiritual gifts. That all comes from God. The Bible is also clear. We can harden our heart. We can turn to sin. We can operate in the flesh. We can rebel against God. We can do all those kind of things. Um, the the story of the prodigal son and the older brother, which I'm actually going to teach on uh, here pretty soon. Uh, both of those men, the one that wind up in the pig pen and the one that stayed in the field, both of them were sons of the father. Yeah. So that parable is not about uh, a pagan who found his way back. That parable is about a son who ran away from his father and then came home. And it's not about a Pharisee who hardened his heart to God. It was about uh, a son who was tempted to be self-righteous, but the father went and pursued him and brought him home also. So that's all together, you know? And Jesus's uh, overarching solution to that is love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when you love me, you'll want to know me. As you love me, you'll learn to trust me. Uh, as you love me, you'll learn to live in the mystery sometimes, and you'll also obey, you'll do my commandments. You'll you'll obey the specific things I told you to do. Yeah. Oh. How about that? Let's do that. That's why this is Mixed Messages with Jeff Boak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind the logistical reason of there was another 
podcast name just yeah we had, to, we had, <laughs> <laughs> had to change it but uh, that was great jeff i so appreciate that and you know this is <laughs> selfishly this is one of the reasons jeff and i like to do this podcast is we get to process this stuff together and um as you listen as you ask these questions and of course as you get into group life and talk with your families about these things it helps it sharpens and it points us closer to God and that relationship we can have with him. Well, uh, if you would like to submit a question, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Uh, and if we can help you take any unique next steps, we'd love to do that. If you want more of what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, follow us, or rate us and review us. We'd love to hear that and make sure that we can continue to help people through these journeys. And of course, if you're in town and you don't have a church family, uh, we would love it if you would join us here at Grace or if you're out of town, you can always catch us online as well. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time.